Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, everybody, and everybody knows my guest. I've had her on a couple of times. I'm so glad to have her on again. It's uh, it's kind of like old home week. Um, we were just talking about uh, our memories, so good thing we remembered to do the show, I guess. <laughs> um, but um, so the the conference is coming up, and um, my guest today is Anne Heffron, and um, she's going to be doing a workshop, and I'm so glad she is going to um, come back and be with us. She actually got to come to the conference last year, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. And, um, you know, I guess you guys probably already know this, but Anne has a book that's called You Don't Look Adopted, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. And, um, you know, talk about, you know, what went on at the conference for her and and, and for myself and, and kind of give you guys a little look um, back at what that conference was like and a little look forward at what... Um, this year's conference will be like. So um, welcome, Anne. I'm glad you got to be on today. Thanks, Pam. So tell me a little bit about um, what you thought last year's conference was going to be like when you kind of imagined coming to it, and then we'll talk about, you know, what it really was like. Um, well, I had no plans to go to it. You made me. And, um, and I totally did. I totally just, I literally drug you here. No, you did. You dragged me. You got my plane ticket. You bought my ticket because, um, I, um, an introvert and, uh, the idea of going to a conference with a whole bunch of adoptees was not my idea of a fun time <laughs> but sure. um you knew you knew I needed to go and um the when I think of the conference you know what I think of I think of I was I was outside the conference yeah after having been there for a little bit and I was crossing the street and across the street um Sherry Eldridge was there and oh, yeah. I I had read her books before coming to the conference, and, and I, I had a, a moment of swooning in the lobby when I saw her, and so we had hugged each other. And but when I saw her across the street, there was this—I was so happy, and it was like I—I I recognized my. It was almost like seeing family, and she was so happy to see me, and I was so happy to see her, and we hugged each other in the middle of the street. And yeah. to me, that's what the conference did is that it was about, I made these unbelievable connections with people that have right. changed my life since the, since the year has gone on. And I mean, there was going, there was actually being at the conference and sitting in the rooms and taking in all this information. Um, and that was, that's like being in school right, where like a really good school where you get this information that you've always wanted. But but truly, for a lot of people, the best part of school is the friends that you make. Oh, and, sure. And, and, truly for, and truly for me, that the comp, that's what the conference was. It was about making lifelong friends and, and being with people who understood um, right. Right. What, what it meant to be adopted. 
I, you know, it is exactly what, what like that. What was your favorite moment? What was your um, favorite moment from last year? Gosh, um, you know, it was a, it was totally unexpected when you know we were all sitting there, and it, this sounds like I'm like gloating or something, but yeah, you know, um, Marcy had given an a like done a little award for me and people just started right. standing up and saying things about me it and was it was a not deal. a yeah and you I was so bewildered I, I was I did not know that was happen and no, I, I don't and bewildered yeah well you know what it was the worst and best <laughs> moment in one because we yeah. as adopters don't like that at all and right. so I wanted to get up and run <laughs> and right. stay at the same time. It's kind of like our birthday, you know. Um, right. We right. like it, but we like it at the same time. So, yeah, I didn't right. know whether to run or stay. Um, so, right. yeah. You I kind of did both while staying there. Yeah, yeah. So I, I didn't know whether to stay there and, and listen, to, you know. And it, it was funny because yeah. people were saying things that I had no idea they even felt. And, you oh. know, no, no one had ever those things to me or express them and you know you like try to remember um I, I don't know um I know yeah. one adopted you know I had helped um you know with her search and you know I remember that one yeah and you know I I really have been doing it for gosh 28 years I guess and um that's I think that is what I've tried to devote my entire life to and you don't you don't do it for any thank yous that is not why you do it. Um and there's never mm. been, you know, you don't do it for a financial gain. Um right. you know, all the searching or whatever you do and when you know someone says thank you, you just kind of try to brush it off because you don't mm. want you just don't want to it's it's hard to take that thank you in, you know. So yeah, it was it was a it was a great moment. And I think that if there was, well, that was probably probably the second. The best part is see, was seeing everyone connecting with everybody else, and everyone was so mm-hmm. hungry for that. And I think that is what made the conference the best. It wasn't anything that that I did or that Jennifer did or that Marcy did. It was just that everyone got to connect and be together and, you know, just spend time together. So, you know, us being able to put that together for everyone, I mean, I I was thrilled to be able to do that, you know, or we were thrilled to be able to do that. So, um, yeah. Yeah, it's a big was, deal. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think our um our conference was like a jumping start because I think, you know, um a lot of people have done things since then. You know, not like we're fantastic, I don't mean that, but I think it gave people strength to go on and do that, you know, like, hey, listen, if these dummies can do it <laughs> you know, well, we can do it too, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, because really I mean I, I I think that's one. I mean, it was a big reason why I de- I decided to do the uh, the retreats with um, w- with Pam Cordano because what I saw was how powerful it was to have all those adopted people in one space. And I thought, you know, it's sort of, it's a natural progression to have a conference where you gather people together, and then to have a retreat where you let them heal, right? Because the the conference is about stirring everything up and connecting, and and 
adoptees, I think they need a lot of attention and they need a lot of time together. And I think that you really set, you set the bar. I mean, you, you guys well, are so good with d- details and you, you take, you, you make sure people are taken care of. It's very professional. So the whole thing is this safe container for people to, um, to explore. Well, I think, I think it's good. I mean, if if nothing else, if you know that can come out of it, that's a, that's great. I mean, you know, I don't think um, it's not it's not hard. And I think anytime you can gather adoptees together and and they can, you know, find you know camaraderie and I mean, I think it's harder than it looks, you know. But at the same time, it's not. I mean, you know, and you know from having done one. You have you have to provide a safe environment, and and they have and adoptees have to feel safe. And it it is that part's hard. I mean, you can't just leave it. And no matter what you do, sometimes adoptees feel, you know, um, bewildered at the end of a conference. You know, you can't complete everything once you know no, we you're leave. During the you know? you're just getting yeah. you're getting things you're getting things started. Right, right. You know, we can't we can't close every wound. Sometimes we're opening. Um, right, we're opening it's wounds. It's a process. Them, yeah. Yep, yep, yeah, yeah. That's that's the hard part. But I, I mean, I, I hope that in that process that you know we're also you know giving you know our peeps the ability to you know move forward and find some type of you know healing or closure. And yeah. I think that that's another thing why at this at this conference, you know, we're going to talk about um, you know um, social work and and how to pick social workers and and counselors and you know things like that. That you know, because that that's one thing for for us that doesn't exist very well. You know, there there are not a lot of social workers, psychiatrists. That that know what we think and feel, and no. that makes it very hard for us to go and get help, you know, um, or closure. And um, I think that's something that people will, you know, see at the conference in that workshop that we're going to have. That Joyce is going to, you know, talk about that. You know, you need to go have a a confident therapist that's, you know, aware of what what we deal with because. That doesn't happen a lot of times, you know. So no, and it sets and it sets you it sets you back if you go to a therapist who doesn't oh, yeah. understand about adoption. It's it's yeah. terrible. Yep. yep. I mean, um, I'm the first one to admit, you know. I mean, I go to counseling every month, and um, and actually, my therapist is actually going to come to the conference, and oh, cool. um, yeah, and we talk about it all the time, you know, um, that. That doesn't that doesn't exist. I mean, you know, I don't know. In my town, ta- my town's not that big, um, but how many competent therapists are there in my town and in many towns? Uh, I think it's getting more common, and the more we talk about it, the better. And we made sure that at last conference and this one that we offer uh, CEUs, so that hopefully that draws that crowd in, and yeah. definitely with conference we have more therapists coming and we have um therapists from agencies coming so hopefully 
hopefully they're listening when they're in your workshop, my workshop, other workshops, they're listening to what we're saying. Um, right, and they're right. they're saying what we're talking about and they're absorbing it and taking it back. Um, and it's funny, I I know Sherry Eldridge was speaking of her. She was actually interviewed by some adoptive parents um, who are, they have their own podcasts, and I, I didn't get to finish listening to it, but Sherry's book, is actually passed out um, for adoptive parents. And that is something that kind of, you know, gave me an idea. We need a lot more of that, you know, a lot more books and a lot more books from adoptees that these parents are reading. Um, yeah. It's sad that there's not that many books that are given to them from our point of view. So um, they need to hear more from us, you know, Um but yeah, so yeah, they're, afraid. Um, they're afraid. It's like they're afraid of the primal wound. They're they just don't want to go there. You know, it's right. it's uncomfortable. And so why why invite discomfort if it seems like everything's okay? Sure. And and I also think it's it's scary for them because there isn't a support system supposedly out in the world. It doesn't seem like one. You know, most of them don't know an adoption competent therapist, and so they're afraid that if they start to know what's wrong, but then they don't have the support around them. They don't know. So it's easier just to stay in the dark than to. Sure. Yeah. No. Well, and they always, they always say that they, you know, they feel like love is going to be the healer. Love is going to be what takes everything. And wouldn't that be great if that, that were enough? I mean, you know, that would be wonderful if that could just be the answer to everything. Then we'd all be, you know, Healed and terrific. <laughs> that would just be wonderful. But that we know that's not not enough. So, um, do you want to talk a little bit about your workshop? I mean, you don't have to go into too much if you don't want to. But if you want to give them a little bit of a teaser, what your workshop's going to be? Um, uh, um. <laughs> <laughs> you're like uh, maybe. <laughs> I'll, let's tell everybody the title. The title is "Be Brave, Write Your Story," which I know. You know, just a little snippet. I mean, you know, it's not going to be as deep as what you normally do um, no, for like a write. I never know. I I never know what I'm going to say until I see who's sitting there. I've, I've been yeah. I've been teaching yeah. for so long that so I have all these ideas, but you know, it depends on on who's who's there, and I and I think that what I'm really really good at getting people to write their stories. And so right. I, I'll get a sense of what people in the room need. And I, I feel like it's my job on the planet is to help people find their authentic voice. Right. And, and so depending on who's there and, and what the overall need is, it's, it's about, how, number one, how do you find your voice? Number two, how do you find your story? And number three, how do you give yourself enough credit that your voice is important enough um, for, for you to tell that story. And I, I, I mean, for, for me, I think that everybody should write their story because, because I, I've seen um, the power that it's given me, the self-confidence, um, a sense of, of knowing myself. And I think it's a form of prayer. It's a way of saying thank you for all that has happened to me, both good and bad. And it's a prayer because it's, you're looking at something closely and you're, you're noticing it. And um, mm-hmm. some people don't like to write. And so 
you know, for some people it would be about photography or about drawing, but but right, the, I'm assuming that the people who are c- going to come to to my session will be people who are interested in writing their story. And so it's about what's in your way and how can we get whatever's out of in your way out of your way and get you right. started. Uh, right. Yeah. So, so that's I think it'll my it, focus. Yeah. I mean, I you know, even if even if you're not writing a quote, you know, unquote book, I mean, just writing things down and and writing how you feel, that's that's always good, I think. You know. I think Putting, so too. It's a, it's a it's a form of existing and I and I also think you know, because I've been teaching so long, if I know exactly what I'm going to say before I get in front of a group, it's like I've already said it and it's kind of dead and so I'm already bored. Uh-huh, um, right. So so right. what I love about conferences is, is the aliveness of it, right? It's a, it's a give and take between the people mm-hmm. in the room and the person presenting. Um, so it's right. a very alive. Um, yeah, it's, I can't wait. It's going to be so fun. Yeah. I, I love I, 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 Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Well, and yeah, I think um, I think people are, are they come obviously ready to, you know, learn something new and absorb something and to go home with something, and um, you know, I I think that's they're they you're sponges. I mean, we both are on both yeah, ends. Yeah, you want your life. You want your life to change. You know, uh-huh. you, you go in there hoping something is going to shift the way you see the world or yourself. Yeah, I mean that's that's why, that's, that's why I, we come. Mhm, for sure. Well, and I think I think this year, um, you know, we we changed up the um, the keynotes a little bit. Um, you know, typically, you know, they're always speaking keynotes, and that's how Friday is. Um, but Saturday, it's a film instead. Um, so that's going to be a little different. But um, I really, I love this film, this documentary, and I had seen it at another conference and years ago. Um, it's not that long ago, but um, it's very touching, and it's, um, I really, I really love it. I mean, in a, it's a, it's very um, deep, I guess is the word, and. Um, It's a familial adoption, but it is, Mm. I mean, when I watch it, I'm just like, Mm. I grab my, Mm. I watch it. It's it's really good, though, and there will be a little Q&A afterwards, and, um, yeah, it's going to be really good. Yeah, so I think it really will touch people in a different way instead of, you know, we were trying to figure out how to do, you know, uh, something a little different you know, and kind yeah. of change things up. I and love the idea of I love the idea of a movie. Yeah, I mean, you know, typically you do a movie at night, and but I think you know we want to just do something different. And of course, we're doing yeah. the good adoption on on Friday night, which that is going to be so much fun. I'm very excited it for is that. Amazing! I've seen it once, and um, it's I cannot wait to see it again. I mean, it's one of those things I know. that you could watch never over seen and over it. Yeah, again. I've never, I've never gotten to see oh, it, so yeah, I'm for something special. Yeah, well, you know, I, I, I love those guys. So, you know, of course, they were with us last year. So, um, yeah, I'm thrilled for them to come back, and then this time they're going to come back and get to, 
you know, be with us, and then they're going to stay through the conference. So um, that'll be amazing. And we've got just so much stuff, you know, planned out. And I think it's going to be different but the same. We're going to do, you know, six workshops on Friday and six on Saturday. And I think it'll be good for everybody, you know. And there's just so much stuff for everybody to take in. And I think people are going to be – and plus it'll be an indie and that's such a bigger city than Bloomington, so. Right. Um, but I think it'll, that's also going to be good, you know. But. Yeah, it's going to be um, wonderful. Oh yeah, I think so. But, um, so are do you think people in in your workshop do you do you want people to bring like should people bring you know notebooks and and writing things or well, I, think, I think for the for the conference as a whole everyone should be walking around with a pen and, and a notebook um yeah so well yeah good idea yeah yeah, cause, yeah. I mean, you just you just want to be i mean you could be whipping out your phone all the time but it, there's there'll be so many things to write down so yeah it's pen, oh, yeah. pen and notebook yeah. that's all they need yep yeah yeah and a good why well, well, yeah. How many things? I think I, don't, I think I wrote down. I mean, the first conference I went to, I I still have. I don't think I had a notebook with me, so I wrote it down on the program. I still have that program with me, and it still ha- it had papers and everything. Like I still have it, and those people I'm still friends with today. Um, yeah, and it's funny because I have their phone numbers written on the outside of it and it's so weird those those people huh. became lifelong friends you know and yeah yeah I mean it it sticks with you and I think that well I hope that last year people found that with each other you know oh yeah uh, absolutely yeah I mean it's uh it's definitely um I, I think there's that bond with each other that we get that it's we you don't there's just that understanding and we're also going to do a lunchtime you know like a box lunch on Saturday where everybody can do that support group which I think that's mm. always nice to rush out for lunch it's kind of this calm time where you can right. sit and and visit with each other and spend time I love that part um, yeah you know it was, just you did that last year that was good yeah because you know sometimes too. you get just rushed and. You don't get to spend that time. We're gonna we're gonna do it a little different. We're gonna give like a little a few little topics to talk about and structure it a little better. It was a little bit not that way last year, so um Joyce um Pavo McGuire Pavo is gonna help us with that. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's she's so great. You know, so I'm excited for her to do that. I mean I consider her one of the OGs of uh <laughs> of uh adoptee therapy you know um so oh yeah i think she, yeah she's yeah she's the top of the cake yeah yeah i'm glad she's uh she's coming and so we were thrilled to have her come you know help us out and do a workshop with us and so i think it's going to be really great so how has i don't know if we've talked really since you went have we talked since you went to meet your birth father i can't remember have we um i can't remember i know i can't remember either i think maybe we have a little bit how has that gone then have you really stayed in touch with him or no 
No, I, I, he, um, yeah. so his wife, his wife didn't, um, wasn't happy about me and, but he was, um, he really, he stepped up to the plate and he insisted that he meet me, um, even though she liked that idea. And so his marriage took a, a bit of a hit for him to come out here. And so, um, my understanding is that it, uh, he is now in repair mode for his marriage. And what I, what I found was that I, I'm so glad I met him and I, I'm fine uh, actually never seeing him again. It's very confusing to have two dads. Right. I mean, my dad's alive and, um, and, it, and um, you know, when, I forgot about this, but we spent the entire day together. And by the end of the day, I was holding on to my neck because it had gotten so stiff. It felt like it was going to break off. Yeah. And, and, and I, it's a lot for the body to um, absorb just having yeah. someone like that. And, you know, he kept saying things and he was trying to try on the father's shoes and, and um, I, I, I didn't love it. Um, I did love seeing, I love that he came out to see me. That meant a lot to me. And I love seeing my, I understand myself a lot better having Mm -hmm. seen him. I mean, he's a college professor. I taught college. He, he, he wakes up and hikes for hours. I, I do the same thing. He, he's a writer. Um, He's kind of um, goofy like I am. And um, so it was, it was nice to see all that and it it also made me um it's a funny feeling because it's like neither neither father is the right father right I grew up with my dad and he's my dad right he's not 100% my right dad because he's my uh, ultimately he's a he's my adopted dad even though I never call him that and then my birth father you know, he's some guy I didn't see until I was 53. And so he's not my dad either. And so right. a, li- a little bit, it's like, now I, 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 I'm i full because I've met both fathers. And right. I'm also a little, I'm a little empty because wow. neither one is like one that I can claim a hundred percent for myself. But that's where the com- the community of adoption comes in because I think that, I can I can tolerate the discomfort of of living the way I do of being in between, you know, like birth um, adoptive parents. But, but it's a, a lo- it's a lonely, weird feeling. But knowing other people who feel the same way is very, very, very healing. Um, Isn't it so so weird? Yeah, because yeah, because I don't even have. Well, I mean, it's not like whining here. I don't even have blah, blah, blah. But I mean, I mean, at least I, I, I guess I can say that one thing I can say is at least I know who my birth father is, but you know, um, you know, I mean, my, my adoptive father, like you, I mean, I feel like, you know, he was, I mean, I think he was a great dad, but again, not biological. So, you know, you, you feel like you still were missing something, so um, you don't have that other half. And since I never got to meet my biological father, there was something missing. So I, right. I have the name 
of my biological father, but I never met him. So to me, there is still something missing, you know, having never met him. So, yeah, it's still empty to me, still very empty. And, um, yeah, so I feel like you just, yeah, I feel like even though it's it's still always going to be this empty hole, you know, that never is get filled and it sounds like um whiny baby but but um why you know are we do we have to i mean can't we just still be empty i guess you know um well you know something wild happened to me after um i did the retreat with pam and and i was with all the adopted people and and it's been after I've come to your conference and after I've helped all these people write their stories and after I've met my birth father. And so I've done a lot of healing work in the last couple of years. But I, I all of a sudden I woke up and I felt completely different. And I realized that I felt like I was a mouse and my tail had got slammed in a door. And mm-hmm. my, tail had, my tail had fallen off. So I had, I, I had a wound on my sacrum, right, on my back where my tail would have been. But you know that kind of wound that's kind of cool to touch, like it's like it feels weird, like kind of good, bad. And Mm -hmm. I felt like my entire life had changed because, you know, I wrote my story, I told my story, I met my birth father, I I met other adopted people, and all of a sudden tail that I've been dragging my whole life, which was my past, right, Right. like the unresolved story, it just got cut off. And – and so then what I was, I was, I was this little creature that could just jump around to see what I could do next, right? So instead right. of my brain trying to figure out, okay, what happened? Why did she let me go? Who am right. I? I became this being that I still had a wound, right? And, but it was kind of a pleasure to touch. And, but I didn't right. have this long, dirty tail dragging behind me. Right, and I think that I what I want to help other adoptees and and first and birth parents do is learn how to respect that tale and then cut it off. Right, because dragging this past, but yeah, it's just right. it's exhausting because you can't move forward if you're right. dragging this thing behind you that you can't see you can't figure out and nobody's really helping you because most of the world doesn't understand it right it's too heavy right but it's too heavy but also understanding that it's okay to have a wound that just because Mm -hmm. you're wounded doesn't mean you're damaged it 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 means actually you're alive and I love my wounds like I love that I get to connect with because adopted people are flipping funny generally right like there's this right. joyousness to them that right because they know the dark side so they sure know the light side and right. it's really right. fun to be part of that community that can go from 0 to 60 in about a second and a half right <laughs> right i mean you're crying you're crying at one sec- one minute and then yeah. the next minute like you don't even know if you're crying or laughing cuz it's right Exactly. And that's what they're that's what they're like. And then when you're oh, with yeah. other people who are like that, you don't have to act differently. Um because they're all just like you. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, we're nuts. No. Um yeah, we are nuts, but in the coolest like Yeah. You know, it's the people we've been through the worst tragedy anyone could endure. I mean, we lost the most person the even if it's open adoption, we still lost the most 
important connection a person can have. And we lost it before we could even fight for it. So, right. of course, we're, we're going to be the wild ones because we're the coolest ones. Well, and, Cause, you know. Because we can do anything. Well, and, you know, it's strange that, you know, when people say, you know, well, you didn't know because you were a baby. I mean, how could you know? And I think, yeah. oh, yeah, of course we wouldn't know. You know, right. and if you well, try, you know. Pe- so can you imagine though, if people were born and they take their baby? So I was, I was adopted when I was 10 weeks old. So what if for the first 10 weeks of my life, I was like the parents just hammered me with a hammer because I, I wouldn't remember anyway. Like that's, <laughs> it, it's such a ridiculous, like, you, like you, I know. you care for your baby, right? You're so afraid that you're going to do something wrong. I mean, that, that, that argument is so ridiculous. It drives uh, me crazy. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'll get well, off that rant. Well, I always like if anyone ever says that to me, you know, and I and I actually talked to an adoptee the other day, you know, um, I mean, we there's so many you know examples you can give that you know, I, I mean, you could go on and on, and I, I mean, it's ridiculousness from whether you know, changing the law, you know, of whatever you could say that, you know loving more than one person that, you know, no, no, you know, having more than one kid that, no, you have another one, nope, you're going to stop loving that one, you know, and you're just going to love just one child or, you know, getting your original birth certificate, it's like having to need a babysitter, you know, you know, just, I mean, there's just ridiculous things that people say to you about anything that we need, they want to stop us at every point, whether, any kind of trauma that we've experienced, someone has something to say about it. Whether, you know, it's the you know it's the attachment, if it's the wanting our birth certificates, they have something to say about everything. And I just think, don't be ridiculous. We deserve all of it, and we should be getting all of it. And you know. Um, why why do they want to argue with us? Why can't people just, you know, take us at face value that it is what it is and hush and stop arguing with us? I mean, why is it so difficult just to understand it, you know? And, you know... Well, you know, I've, I went to a triad support group last night and, and, I re- and I learned that I had done something wrong or so, like, in the... So there's birth and first parents, and there's um, um, adoptees, and then there's um, adoptive parents there. And the last time I had gone, there were two first mothers there, and they were young women. And they were Mm -hmm. so visibly shaken. And after they they had talked, um, I um, basically tried to make them feel better. Right. Like, I, I... and that wasn't the right thing to do. Like the right thing to do was we were just there to bear witness. And it's really hard to see someone who is suffering and to not want to make them feel better. And I was wondering if I wasn't behaving like people do to me as an adoptee, right? Like they want me to know that everything's okay, but they right. don't know. Like I don't know how these birth mothers are feeling, these first mothers. And right. just, just to listen takes, sure. it actually takes a, a lot of the burden off because you don't have to do anything, but it's such a strange feeling, 
right? right. Like it's not my job to make this person feel better. It's just my job. And I think the world is so uncomfortable with just letting adoptees be hurting. Because well, we are going to hurt. If you take a child away from its mother, it's going to yep. hurt. It's, it, it. Can I tell you something kind of bad I did? Oh, sure. <laughs> you so, bad person. I'm a bad person. So there's this um, adoptive mom who's been really supportive of my book, and um, and and then um, and then she posted that uh, her her organization um, uh, they help raise money for people to uh, adopt, and um, and so I did a meme that says um, there are events such as fashion shows to raise yes. money to help people adopt babies, right? And I said, Hi. why is this money not being raised to help mothers keep their babies? We are ripping apart fundamental bonds for the whims of the wealthy. And yes. I felt like I stabbed her in the back, you know, and, and she well, wrote to but... me before I wrote, wrote to her. But it, the more I think about it, the more it upsets me that they're having fashion shows to raise money so that people can adopt babies. I just think right. there's something wrong. Right. 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 I mean, wh- this, why, that is insane uh, me. That is absolutely insane. So. I think so. Yeah. It's, it's so white baby privilege, white parents. Um, it's, I, I'm, I'm trying to process it. But but I feel but we like should be, if there's that, to be raising money so a mother can can keep their child, right? Or, or to get kids out of foster care. I mean, it, it it's like these, yeah. So that's I'm feeling I'm feeling badly because I, or bad because I developing a friendship with her. But um, so this is the difficulty of being adopted and having different differing views. Um, right. I have to stand by my my principles, and you do. Um, and it's really hard, hard to, to do that. It's very essentially hard. being, it's very yeah. hard to do it. But the idea of babies essentially being bought, bought and sold, because right. tens of thousands of dollars, it's not going to the it's not going to the right pockets, right? This right. is going to agencies. Correct. Um, it's the more I think about it, the the more sick it makes me. Right. But. So well, that's my confession. <laughs> well, I think that I think there's all of us who've done who've done anything, who have stepped out or have, you know, fought for a law, who have had an opinion of any kind has done something like that though. I mean, anytime you step out and you, you know, express anything, especially, you know, now with social media because, you know, hello, you're out there. Um, you know, you're going to, you're going to hurt someone's feelings if you say anything, because we're just going to, um, and you know, that happens. And but as we adoptee, sh- it's particularly hard to hurt someone's feelings because, you know, there's that fear that if everyone doesn't like you or me, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. then your whole world's going to fall apart. And so it's not like me. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is. Yeah. We, it, it's very, we get our feelings hurt very easily. Um, yeah. Well, well, I mean, people, humans get their feelings hurt. Um, right. But we as adoptees want people to like us um, because but, but we are. But not just for a random reason, right? No, it's like, I mean, no, we are, adopted, we are. You, 
Yeah, we are sensitive beings anyway. I mean, that is how yeah. we're, that's um, but we're sensitive but, you know, for I really, think... really important reasons. It's not just that we're sensitive, no. right? It's sensitive because you realize that these people taking care of you, if they change yes. their mind and don't like you, that you could actually die because no one will feed you. you know, exactly. You know, and the average person doesn't have that thought. Right. No, if the exactly. average person doesn't think, oh, if my friend doesn't like me, I'm gonna, their, their limbic brain doesn't tell them they're going to die. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, you know, speaking of that, which you and I are, are attention deficit ADD, <laughs> popping from subject to subject, but that's what makes us great. Um, I can't remember now who it is, and maybe one of my friends, if they're listening, will remember this, but um, I remember seeing a picture of one of my friends, and her arms are literally straight out. She doesn't want to be held. Um, oh. Yeah, because she doesn't want that contact. And her, I mean, you can see it. I mean, there is no desire <sighs> by her parent, her adoptive parent. And, I mean, her arms are just as stick straight. Don't hold me. Don't put wow. me next. Um, and, you know... I I just would not love in in a wonderful way, love in a you know, inquiring way to know what what was going through her mind, you know. Um and you know, that you know that's not the only little adoptee peep that experienced that thought, you know, how many of us thought that and felt that. And I think, you know, how you and I were just talking about back at the beginning of the conversation of you know, what did I love about the conference? And I loved and hated that. I mean, how many times, you know, of us that are listening to this had that moment of loving and hating that, you know, attention or wanting to be held but not wanting to be held, you know, wanting attention but pushing people away and, you know, that push-pull. There are so many conflicting emotions in our brain and, you know, I've talked to so many adoptees, and the the list goes on and on. And then, you know, there are some adoptees I talk to that don't have that, that don't experience that, but there are more that do than don't. Um, and what I hate is that there are so many of us that don't get to experience and get to talk about this, and that goes back to the conference, and I I just so hope that people will you know, get to come and share and, you know what I mean, and get to just talk with each other. I mean, this isn't about money. This isn't about, you know, anything other than them getting to come and just be with each other. I mean, that's that's any conference, anywhere, anyhow, not just mine, um, so that they can be with each other and talk and, you know, go to workshops because there's just not enough of it. And that's that's what we need. Um, I think that there's just that time that people can share their stories, write them, watch movies, watch plays. I mean, we just all need that so bad. No, I agree with you. I I think it's it's 
you, you know, I, what I said was going to the to the conference and to the retreat, it was like I had been in a fish tank my whole life. And then when mm-hmm. I was at the conference of the retreat, it was like someone had put the oxygen in the tank. And then yep. all of a sudden I realized how much easier it was to breathe. I didn't know I had trouble breathing until until the environment was one that matched my interior environment. And then all of a sudden everything just felt so much better. Right. You know, right. my my friend, she's a therapist, and she was saying that her therapist was was saying, like, intimacy for, for I think the word was intimacy. <laughs> intimacy for adoptees is like when the, when the Native Americans first saw the, um, the English coming over in the ships, and they didn't even, they couldn't even see the ships. Like, their brain didn't even process ships because they hadn't seen them before and that for adoptees intimacy can be like that they don't know they don't recognize it they don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing and it can be really like your friend with the stiff arms you right it's it can be terrifying and, right. and it's in, in some ways it's the thing that your body wants the most and in some ways it's the thing that your body is the most terrified of and so you push away the very thing that would that makes you human. Um, right. And it's a ter- it's a terrible way to live. And I think going to the conference, it's like getting um, an immunization shot. Right. You get a little bit. You get a little bit of contact. Right. So your body can start to acclimate to it, and then you make friends who are like you and and it's not enough being online is great like it's great having sure. the online groups but you you need the face to face because right. we we are we are cellular beings who vibrate at a certain level and it's not until you are in the company of other people who are like you that you that you that you change because online is still a story it's not. Right. It's 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 not, it's not. It's even. It's not even close to face to face. I don't think. Yeah, there's something. There is something entirely different of that when you are with people in person. Um, you know, um, you have to be in person. You know, with um, people to experience that that connection. And um, it's just it's just different. It's really different, right. and right. it's it's definitely it's special. And um, I know that, like I said, from that first conference I went to, I mean, I have I have lifelong friends that, you know, we we've just we've stayed friends for ten years, and right, and you you just you you build on that. Um, and I think I, I think there's just there's just something to be said for that. And when you sit in a room and you know you listen to people say you know whether whether they're in reunion or not, you know they may be at the same starting point you are, and you hear them tell their stories. And we love to tell our stories. Um, well, not everyone does, but most of us love to tell our stories. And I think that's cathartic too, just to tell your story. And um, I think to tell it, to write it, that's all good for us to do. And I think, you know, at this type of conference, it's a safe place to do it because, mm. you know, 
we aren't we aren't judging you and it's safe to tell it and you know we're going to listen and you can come and do that there and especially for Indiana this year because our records open up so this is a huge year for us so mm. you know we yeah, we are really yeah that's like, so amazing yeah we're we are very 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 excited so um well, yeah, you should be. That was that was huge. Yeah, we are. We're hoping we'll do something in July too when they actually open. But um, yeah. yeah, so we hope to have a lot of Indiana people. But you know, the, it's open for everybody. But yeah, we yeah. really want people to come and be able to tell their stories. And you know, um, there's a lot of people that'll just be starting out that may be there. And I think DNA, you know, coming into play, that has opened it up so much. I mean, I'll tell you, I don't know where I would be without DNA. I I wouldn't know my birth father. So right. um, there's so many people that were in that initial group that, you know, I was close to, you know, a while back. And all of us have now found our birth fathers because of that. I mean, yeah, DNA... I yeah, a DNA yeah. is a game, a huge, yeah. huge game changer. I don't know. I don't know yeah. where any of us would be. Yeah, it's be. wonderful. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it's, yeah. I just, I mean, I don't, I don't, I, I think where, where would any of I would still be, I would still be lost, you know, and probably, yeah. you know, distraught because that that changed everything for me. I mean, it's just. It's well, amazing. and I know an adoptive father who, for his son's 16th birthday, the dad gave him no for Christmas. The, the boy 16, the dad gave him a DNA, the 23andMe. Oh. I thought that was such a such a great what a great gift for a parent because you're uh, you're giving your your kid permission, you know. And mm-hmm. adopted kids sometimes are so afraid to ask and to right. not ask the child if he wants it because the child's probably may well feel that he's that he is um, hurting right. your feelings if he says yes. So just right. to, just to go and do it is it, right. a wonderful, yeah. I agree. I think that's, like you said, that's like saying, you know, here. Well, and that's truly what um, my results wouldn't have come in because um, my biological first cousin um her she was relinquished it was actually her daughter was relinquished and her adoptive mother did the test on her and submitted it so my first cousin had a baby and relinquished it and so her adoptive mother did the test and she was underage so she obviously was the the owner of the account had she not done mm-hmm. the test would still be sitting here not knowing so no. yeah she was she was they adopted i think three or four children and i mean if it wasn't for her i wouldn't know um wow. but yeah and it just so happened that her husband was adopted too so she wanted all the children to know their heritage so she did yeah. dna yeah i mean it's amazing That's you know so i think cool. i think there's a lot of progressive adoptive parents out there that yeah, I think you know, so too. It's are really trying. exciting. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yeah, they're so they're too. really you know the whole trying world. to make 
yeah, the trying to make that jump and trying to, you know, um, you know, look at things and and read and hopefully, you know, maybe reading like Sherry's book and you know, maybe listening to this program, who knows. Um, but you know, maybe <laughs> you know, um, keeping up with things and I hopefully the landscape is changing for you know, our our younger peeps, they won't have to go through the stuff that we went through as as deep. I mean, maybe they no, won't experience. I, I, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I hope not. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, just the media is changing everything. You, you know, I um, I mean, this is sort of off topic, but not exactly. But I, when I was writing about adoption so much, I got one night I was really, really sick of it. So I decided to watch my favorite show, Chef's Table. And I picked this one episode with a San Francisco chef, Dominique Crenn. And within a minute of her being on screen, she had said she was adopted. Oh, really? So I, yeah, I cried through the entire show. And, um, oh, my and gosh. I sent her, I, and then I sent her my book. And she sent me this really nice note back. And so tomorrow night, I'm taking my daughter to Dominique's, one of her restaurants. It's Petit Crenn, and it's in... Um, it's in San Francisco, and we're going to go there for my daughter's 21st birthday. And it's this, cool. like, the way, there's so many ways for adoptees to connect and support each other. Nice. That, um, really nice. Yeah, right? And this is, right? And this is, like, the fun celebratory part. Like, we, mm-hmm. we adoptees support each other in ways like that, that it's my, like, you supporting me. You didn't even know me. And you brought me to the conference last year. Who does that? That's not normal behavior. <laughs> that's right? what we it's do, beautiful. though. That's, that's, that's know, what that's we what do. do. I mean, it's so big hearted and loving and bold. Um, yeah, but yeah, I think that's, that's, the, thing that's the cool part. Too. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's how we connect. That's what we should do. And, you know, I think that's what what brings us together and if we don't do more of that, then, you know, there should be more acts of that. Um, that's what I think makes it, you know, amazing. Well, that's what and makes it fun and a party. We, I mean, if we had to undergo some kind of tragedy, we might as well have fun. Right, right exactly. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, I, why I not I want have... the whole thing to be Yeah, I mean. Yeah. I mean, we, we could come out the other side and – not only make the best of it, but make the most of it. Really, really thrive. Just I know, and I, it's, I mean, it's, like, it's, it's yeah, really like you said, we laugh. Derek, that's what crying one minute is. and we're laughing the next, and you yeah, know, that's the good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you have you watched that Chef's Table episode with Dominique Crenn? Because she no, goes to I her, she goes and visits. Yeah, it's interesting because she she visits her father's grave it's her adoptive father but her and and they they don't talk about adoption too much but you can so see how it's affected her and you can so see why she runs the restaurant the way she does and she's so just to look at her she's so beautiful so if just to see a beautiful human being but you know her food's spectacular the, the the show's spectacular so it's a it's fun to see an adopted person who's really just blown her life out of the water in a cool way that I'm gonna I'm writing that down so I so yeah I yeah that, um. and then they texted me ahead of time yesterday to see if we have any food allergies 
And then they texted today to see if we're celebrating anything special. <laughs> this is a wow. Well, I, I want to fly out and go with you. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, Friday night, but we have to eat at five because it's hard to get reservations. I'm kidding. <laughs> come, yeah, that's come early. Oh. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah, that's amazing though. I mean, that is just yeah, totally wonderful. amazing. Yeah, but it's um, also such adoptive behavior, right? Like taking care of people, mm-hmm. inviting people into your house to feed them and take care of them. But there's, a, there's so another cool. adoptee in it. All of a sudden, her name has just totally escaped my yeah. brain because I swear I have Alzheimer's right now, which is yeah. not something to think about. But I because um, you're in your it's because you're it's because you're a woman and you're a certain age, right? <laughs> well, and and I'm on here trying to think of it because, but I'll I know yeah. I'll think of it as I'll think of yeah. it as soon as I get off of here. But um, yeah. she is um, her husband is a chef. I think maybe a Swedish chef, maybe. And um, anyway, I've had her on, and why my brain is like, I'll, I'll think of it in a second. But um, anyway, um, I, you know, she's an adoptee and has done stuff too. And you know, there's so many people that are out here. I feel like that we could do so much more. And I wish, I wish there were more bigger voices. You know, that spoke out a little more. Right. You know right. what I mean. Um, right. I mean, not like that Steve Jobs voices. could talk a little bit about adoption instead of just computer, computer, computers. <laughs> right, and I just wish that that there were. I mean, I always. Um, oh, it's Marja, and I can never say her last name. She does the Kimchi Chronicles. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. It's it's V O N G E R I C H T E N. Anyway, she does Kimchi Chronicles. Mm-hmm. Had her on here, but she's amazing. But anyway, um, and her husband's a chef too. So anyway, but um, it's there's just so many people I feel like. But it, it always we get these voices in the plus of adoption, but not in the plus of adoptees. Um, right. But right. but she's right. amazing though. I mean, she speaks out for adoptees. But um, but yeah, like you know, there's just so many people that could speak out for us, and they don't. And I think, well, Oleg Lafitte is having his um, conference called Overcoming Odds in July in Austin. And it's not just for adoptees, but it's partly for adoptees. So so he is doing that. Yeah, he's this young guy. Um, He has a great story. Um, So he's doing exactly what you're talking about, which is wonderful and so smart. Yeah. Well, we have talked away our hour. I'm so glad you came on here because we, you and I could talk forever. Um, yeah. So I will see you in about like just a little over a month or so, and um, I can't wait to see your workshop and be a part of that and hang around with you again. It's going to be so much fun. So everybody, yeah. go to org if you're interested in tickets. It will take you to Eventbrite so you can purchase that. The hotel rate goes up April 2nd, so make sure if you're interested, please go check that out. Um, we would love to see you there. Um, we are so excited. It is going to be here before we know it. Thanks again for being on. I'm so glad that we got to talk again today. And, um, yeah, so I will see you in about a month. So thanks again for being on. Bye, Pam. Have a great day. You too. 
Okay, everybody, blue skies and green lights. Mm-hmm. Until next time. Bye. Mm-hmm. Bye.